0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Many people in our food community have been seriously impacted by Superstorm Sandy, and our hearts go out to them. At HRN, we've been covering these stories since the storm hit. To learn more, visit our website at www.heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program has been brought to you by Hearst Ranch, the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. For more information, visit HearstRanch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more.
2: Hey, hey, you're listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy, and this week we're talking all about turkey. It is officially here, the holidays, and uh, we've got a couple of ladies who I'm so excited because they're probably like two of the most pedigreed food writers, culinary uh, vet, uh, just you know, experts and food stylists, photographers too. And they have a new book out called Canal House Cooks Every Day. We've got Melissa Hamilton and Christopher Hersheimer. How are you? Hi, Kathy. We're good.
3: Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm good, thanks.
2: Are you at the Canal House right now?
4: We oh, are. Yeah. <laughs> We're I'm, in the very place. My favorite place to
2: be. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me. So you have this um, beautiful series of books called Canal House Cooks, or the Canal House, right? Canal House Cooking. It's cooking. the Canal House okay.
4: Cooking series.
2: And it's a um, it's a quarter or thrice thrice annual cookbook series, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Exactly. We okay. wish we, we we haven't quite whether it's thrice thricely <laughs> thricest, <laughs> but it's, it's three a, times sh- a year. Okay. <laughs> and yeah.
2: b- so I I know that both of you have been um, actually Christopher is a co-founder of Severe Magazine and uh, Melissa also worked there for a while. Um, you've both both worked throughout the and written, you know, for numerous magazines as well. So throughout food media, it sounds like you, you've been there, uh, really been around the block. Um, what made you decide to go on and, you know, obviously do your own thing, but what made you decide to do this uh, format of the series of, of thrice annual, whatever, you, thricely books?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, three times a year. Uh, three times a year, and each uh, book is... Uh it has a connection to the season in which it's coming out. So we do uh, a winter spring, and then we do a summer uh, related book, and then we do a fall holiday related book. And and um, it is uh, so much how we how we cook. We're always reacting to the seasons. We're we're um, I know this is where and mm-hmm. Christopher going to finish my sentence for me please. <laughs>
4: oh, okay, I will. I'll I jump mean, in. We're I not looking I'm we're, into, in we're sort of across the room for each for each okay. other so we're not looking at each other. But <laughs> you know, we why did we start this? I mean, we start this cuz we're food mad uh-huh. and uh we uh photograph other people's cookbooks and have worked with other people and have written about food and been in the magazine world mm-hmm. for years sort of saying what's the newest, the hottest, the latest, the best. And uh, we just decided that um, we were always cooking and we were always talking about food. And also, you know, we're home cooks. And so we face just what everybody else faces. You know, we're leaving the studio at 7 o'clock at night, racing home to cook for our families. Mm And is there anything in the fridge Mm -hmm. or what do we do or when we're flying into the store to look at everything to grab something. We also are more considered, and and when we decide we want to cook, uh, you know, do a big shopping or cook for a holiday, um, we're home cooks. And so we're not chefs, and we don't have sous chefs, and we don't have professional kitchens. So Wait, we you sort don't of wear we had a common a, a dilemma. Toque right now. <laughs> you know, you're
2: not wearing a toque right now, and, and have the whole like uh, chefs like monograms jacket. No, I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> we don't. Have, no tattoos either. <laughs> I, I can't.
2: Yeah, I don't get that well, essence <laughs> from your writing as well. Um, so obviously, I know that I'm interrupting something delicious that is in the works right now. Can can you tell me a little bit about uh, what you're cooking today? Oh, Oh, Well, it's actually
3: so perfect for uh, this time. Well, of course it is, but it's this this roasted pumpkin soup with Mm. pimentone. And it is, um, we we say that when food has a lot of um, life force energy, we say it's got a lot of prana. And this soup, we just had big bowls of it, and it's silky. Smooth and it's just the most gorgeous orange color, mm. and it's uh, and then you get a little bit of that smoke from the from the pimentone. and oh, That sounds great. And we uh, put a,
4: a preserved lemon in there too. So we're always looking oh, wow. for ways to get you know salt mm-hmm. into food. Sometimes salt, sometimes sweet, but not just using regular salt and regular yeah. sugar. You know, to add those depths of flavor.
2: That's really cool. Uh, what kind of uh, pumpkin did you use for this
4: one? Oh well, actually, we used a uh, various. We used uh, the beautiful Cinderella pumpkins, mm. a Hubbard, and also just those gorgeous butternut squash. Uh, we love those. You know, they're sort of ubiquitous, but they, uh, but they, uh, they're not too watery you yeah, know and they yeah. do have a just what melissa was saying huh. sounds silky. like
2: you must have made a giant pot of of squ- uh, soup with all those <laughs> i'm so imagining good. like for just one of those cinderella squashes makes makes enough food for me for like two weeks so
3: <laughs> oh well yeah. we actually exactly so we've got some in the freezer mm-hmm. and um we'll be so and, glad uh, we've made the a big pot of it um, and we sent some. And yesterday we made a big pot, and so we sent some um, people, friends of ours, with quarts um, of it home. So oh, yeah, you're right. right. It does. Um, uh, it. It's. Um, it does. Give you a
2: lot, <laughs> yeah. But both it, ways—that's a, a cool idea, though, to mix different squashes. And so, you know, when you're when you're left with all these leftover different squashes, that could be really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining I might be soon too. I actually, I'm really, ex- uh, I really appreciate your recipe in uh, the new Canal House cooks every day for uh, kabocha squash pie and oh, you advocate yeah you advocate for using this instead of pumpkin which i've always felt like other squashes were were better for pumpkin pie than actually punk, than actual pumpkin myself and mm-hmm. the recipe sounds just just delicious and it looks perfect very very rich and mm-hmm.
4: uh creamy
3: um, well you know those squashes like, um, i think
4: they just weren't available you know now we have all the heirlooms that are out there, but it used oh, to be see. that you, you know you you were you just had the can of Libby's. <laughs> <laughs> so it
2: wasn't so much a misconception; it was just a, a lack of availability. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. We do see a lot of kabocha squash here uh, now and then, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's exciting. Um, I, so I love this huge spread in your book, all about Thanksgiving and the turkey. <laughs> Tell us, because um, I know you have. I read it. Um, you, ha- you advocate for doing a, s- a dry salt brine on the turkey mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: instead of doing the wet brine with a huge, you know, Pot. <laughs> like vat of water that you have to keep cold overnight or for oh, days. Yeah. So that sounds easier. Um, yeah, and- much easier
4: and yeah and you don't have the big pot of water that's sloshing all over and you're trying to you're either leaving it in the we like to say the big the great outdoor refrigerator hoping mm-hmm. that the temperature stays cold yeah, yeah, let's uh help. or you've cleaned out your refrigerator right at a time that you need every single bit of space in your refrigerator for all the other things that you're going to be cooking
2: okay so so this recipe says basically to rub the turkey with salt and, and let it sort of cure. Is it curing? Is it making it especially the meat very
4: salty? Mm-mm. No, not too okay. salty. No, not very salty. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's
3: just seasoning it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, you're only using three tablespoons of kosher salt over the whole turkey.
2: Mm-hmm. And why three or four days? Because I was like, oh, shoot, I better start right now.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, because it sort of slowly, you know, has to penetrate the skin and then it just slowly goes in. So it gives it this time to um, to get, you know, flavored internally. And um, it also, um, you know, one of the lovely things about brining is um, that it, because of the salt inside, it's holding more moisture. So it um, not only flavors the meat, but it is, it is um, making the meat more, more moist, moist and juicy. Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, well then, yeah, that is a good trick. I'm always afraid that somehow salting too early is going to dry out my meat. Is that it totally? Well, you're and remember,
4: you're yeah. wrapping this though. Like oh, okay. we uh, we wrap it in plastic wrap, but mm-hmm. uh, but not really. You know, in fact, there's all that delicious Chinese way of taking ducks and birds, and Roasting. they kind of leave them out in a in the cold, in the wind, and that, it dries the skin out. It's not drying the meat out, but it dries that skin out, and you end up with a beautiful, crisp uh, skin on, you know, on ducks or or birds or turkeys. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't think it, you know, you do see here of people, they they do this dry brine, and they'll they'll leave pork roasts or turkeys. They'll go, you know, five days.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So, um I am sure, you know, I'll, I'll I'll take your word for it. You you've done it. You've tested it. It sounds like you've tested a lot of different ways of doing turkey, so um that sounds good to me. Um
3: do you do you typically um do you brine your birds? Are you a briner?
2: Um I'm I have been I've been known to be a briner in the past. However, um, I tried a heritage turkey the last couple of years, and I find them I just wanted to taste them, you know, just taste the difference mm-hmm, so i didn 't mm-hmm. do that and uh I got to hear from heritage foods and uh yeah, it was interesting it was different my mom didn 't like it because she thought it looked skinny and and weird <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah it's it's uh it 's hard coming off of a nice big plump yeah a big old butter butterball ball. right exactly exactly. <laughs>
1: Um,
2: and I read in in your book that you have a, a little tradition of doing uh, a friends' giving, as I call it, because I have that mm-hmm. tradition too. But you had a, a Thanksgiving like feast with friends and colleagues and so forth before. Oh
4: yeah, are you doing
2: that again this year?
4: Yes, we are because it's so much. Fun. We call it a Thanksgiving with no tears because (laughs) (laughs) usually, you know, there's always some family dynamic that sends someone running up the stairs, slamming the door. So uh, this way, we just invite everybody to come, and they can bring whatever horrid thing they grew up eating. You know, Mm -hmm. if it had Jello and nuts (laughs) in it. And uh, yeah, fruit cocktail. If they didn't
3: have it for Thanksgiving, then they would. Uh, it wouldn't be Thanksgiving for them.
4: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So uh, yeah. And that's and, actually uh,
2: that's actually an interesting point. Did you grow up eating things that weren't as good as you'd like them to be? So you so you want to improve food, or did you just uh, have a really great food chef uh, cooking? I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> family. Uh,
3: for me, I couldn't stand stuffing. Because uh, it was so just bready and and doughy Mushy, and yeah. soggy and tasteless, I couldn't <laughs> stand it. Mm-hmm. How did and you I feel about that? I also couldn't stand Brussels stuffing. sprouts, but ah, yeah. uh, boy, do we make good stuffings, and okay. and now. You know, the Brussels sprouts, even frozen ones, believe it or not, can be oh. good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but we grew up, I, you know, I think your your mom didn't like turkey. Did no, we you know, didn't even have
3: turkey. I had yeah. to go to my grandfather's house, and that was his favorite holiday, and so he'd always have a big turkey.
4: But, but my grandmother was, uh, yeah. she just, uh, we always had a big, fabulous Thanksgiving. I'm not, you know, just. Delicious, everything. I'm still basically cooking my grandmother's Thanksgiving dinner. Wow! Almost all the way, yeah. And uh, mm. how about that that chiffon, that pumpkin chiffon? Oh, Melissa, you're right. That we make a pump, pumpkin chiffon here, and we channel my grandmother, and you know, it's very old-fashioned dessert, a pumpkin chiffon, but it's light, light as a feather, and when you're just filled to the gills mm-hmm. with Thanksgiving dinner, you can always find room for mm. a little piece of a pumpkin chiffon pie with a big spoonful, a dollop of just whipped cream, and it's just like uh, angelic clouds in your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> it sounds
2: like it, and I, I really like that word chiffon. That sounds beautiful. Um, I, I mean, all your... All your Recipes here look beautiful, and I'm sure a lot of them would make just the perfect Thanksgiving side dishes. Um, I wanted to ask a slightly off Thanksgiving uh, uh, question, though, before I forget. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, what would you say, um, you can answer separately, uh, would be the ultimate date meal, in your opinion? The most date-worthy, romantic, luscious, love-worthy meal
3: You're way off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
4: God. (laughs) All right. Well, let me start and see if you can't think. Well, oysters to begin with. Okay. Delicious, delicious oysters. Champagne. Mm -hmm. Of course, champagne and oysters to begin with. And, um, oh, I don't know. Are we really getting crazy? I mean, um, we're crazy about foie gras. Maybe you'd have something. All those lusciousness. And uh, I'm trying to think of... Yeah, and, um, mm, 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 mm. You'd have well, to I have chocolate date with to DH. end. Chocolate, okay. <laughs> what, Let's, what, Emma? Can we, um, can we double date? <laughs> <laughs> Let's double date. Let Let's you and me. Date. We'll just ha- we'll just eat a nice meal.
3: <laughs> that sounds great.
2: Nobody has ever answered double date, so I, I have this. Uh, I'm basically taking an informal poll, and every guest out of the hundred or s- and some has answered this question very differently. It's very interesting. <laughs> so yeah, um, a double date does sound like a fun way to lighten things up a little bit. So. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I'm into yes, it. and there's more food that way. Exactly,
2: <laughs> you overmake, and then everybody gets to eat more. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> so let me see. I, I I also wanted to get into more about um, this cookbook, which just came out, the Canal House Cooks. It is such a hefty book, and it's just one of those beautiful books with like the ribbon placeholder for the pages, and uh, it, it's arranged by seasons. So did you come up with this book as a sort of, uh, um, I don't know, just a, it, the epitome of, of what you're doing with your, uh, like, a one-volume, really, like, essential cookbook that has a thorough um, uh, cache of recipes throughout the year, um, as opposed to the, the quarterly, or sorry, thricely <laughs> magazine series? Well, you know, we,
4: when we... Uh you know, we cook, we do cook every day and we post, we have a subscription, you can subscribe and uh, we send a little picture and a caption of what we made. You know, for lunch here, sometimes it's uh, almost more like a, a dinner. But uh, you know, we will eat our big meal in the day, and you know, it sort of grew. This big book grew out of what we cooked every day, and um, the uh, series. Right now, we're in. We're doing a year in Italy. Yeah. So um, really, this is. Um, it it isn't the Bible. It's not our Bible, but it's what we actually do, Uh uh, what we did for a year. And there's so much good food, and it truly is a reaction, our reaction, to when we go in the store and we see tomatoes in the summer, strawberries in the early summer. We just had that experience with Brussels sprouts. We walked into our farm market and there we see the teeniest little tiny brussels sprouts and then we just of course we just made a whole meal around the brussels sprouts you know (laughs) because uh, you're so turned on with uh what you see it's always a reaction to uh you know delicious food that we find seasonal food that we find and then we go home and cook it so we're into you know home cooking and uh And uh, seasonal home cooking. And we just want people to cook every day. Right. Just just even if it's a piece of toast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, absolutely. There's always a start for everything. Yeah. And and I understand you have a little, um, do you have like a a garden as well at the canal house?
4: Oh. Well,
3: on our balcony, which is a narrow balcony, we've got enough uh, depth on that to have pots, lots of pots of... Mm -hmm. um, Oh, things, and then also um, the the flower boxes, which are filled with herbs, and, um, and we've got thyme that's now what three, four years old. It winters mm-hmm. over. There's rosemary um, that is uh, two feet oh, tall wow. and blooming. Oh, wonderful. It's um, we have tomatoes that spill out. We had figs. We had figs. We had the most delicious, perfect fig uh, <laughs> just before the frost, towards the end of the season. That we picked and and uh, it was perfectly ripe, so we do. We have um, what else do we grow? We do and nasturtiums yep. spill out and um, yeah. I see
4: nasturtiums in the photos. They look yeah. great. Mm-hmm. For lemon. And we then, have lemon trees and oh yeah, we, we pull those yeah. in yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we these are, we
3: have big grapefruits mm-hmm. on our tree right now, and then we have Meyer lemons that are are green but coming in yeah. Um, so. so yeah, and uh, our studio is just filled with light and that uh and it's along the the canal. So mm-hmm.
4: we
3: have this um you know the 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 afternoon light just pours in and uh yeah, it's it's wonderful for it's kind of amazing what we can grow in that very narrow space. We also have gardens at home. At mm-hmm. our, you know, each of us has garden. And so for bigger things, potatoes or eggplant or, you know, Beans and all of that. So we're, you know, that's a sort of a, a wonderful thing. In the morning, we're out there gathering something, and we'll bring it down to the studio and augment it with what we've got growing on the balcony.
2: I, I like that, yeah. and and you can really tell from the um, ingredients that these are these are the actual ingredients that you ate and that you cooked and that you well, some of them it looks like mm-hmm. uh, you oh, grew. I mean, I mean, there's radishes here with the dirt, and I see some. Leafy greens, maybe from the cauliflower, with uh, conspicuous um, bites from little insects. You know, those little,
3: just a exactly. pretty, like, lace-like it's effect. Very real. Um, and also, you know, that's the thing that it's just, um, you know, someone, whoever, someone will bring something in. Mm. Or, you know, or nothing's growing. So we're at, even, you know, at the supermarket or what have you, just see something. Like, this beautiful Cavalinaro right now. And a tub of so marrow, of you col- said. Sorry, yes, cavalonero.
2: Oh, <laughs> I thought you said a tub of marrow. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> "Oh no, that's <laughs> interesting."
3: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, what what is that? that? Sounds good, though. Oh, I uh, know, right? We'll put that on toast and have some um, <laughs> greens on top. Let's have that for lunch. Yeah, um,
2: but what so, did you say though? A tub, what? A bit of
3: Oh well, can I? Don't know. Is it? Is it? Cavalo Nero? Yes, it's, a, it's the, the black
4: kale, you know, Cavalo yeah. Nero. Oh, Cavalo Nero, black kale, okay. Yes, mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. sometimes they call it dinosaur kale because it's yes. very, you know, bumpy on mm-hmm. it, and that, that's very delicious. All the kales right now and the collards, and uh, we're always crazy about endive. And mm-hmm. not, we love Belgian endive, but the real endive, and either to cook it in a soup or to make a delicious sort of wintry, bitter, uh, you know, strong salad. Mm, Uh, Yeah, we love that. I love those too. So
2: um, just a little bit more time left, but um, now that uh, I'm sure everyone is getting ready to cook away this Thursday or Wednesday or maybe tomorrow a little bit too, (laughs) um, do you have any other really exciting new side dishes that you you can't wait to uh, share?
4: Oh, well we have an old one that actually is a pretty delicious one mm-hmm. which is um well uh two things two ingredients which we think one we have one which is called we call it Brian's mashed potato trick and for your Thanksgiving mashed potatoes. He he what he does, I'm just going to read you this one little part mm-hmm. out of the book. It says, "You could say he's sort of a spud specialist. His mashed potato recipe is fairly standard, but his trick is to slip tiny pats of cold butter down into and throughout the hot potatoes where they are in their when they're in their serving dish." The butter melts into hidden pools buried deep in the mashed potatoes oh. to be discovered with mm-hmm. each delicious fork full.
2: <laughs> oh, that is so fun. Yeah, I love seeing that dripping effect when it's just a <laughs> pat on the top. But uh, that sounds really clever. I like that one. Mm-hmm. And, and and Melissa, how about you? Yeah.
3: Uh well, uh we're kind of crazy for um chestnuts. Mm. And um I'm not sure if that's the other one that Christopher
4: was. Yeah, exactly, but Melissa.
3: Oh, the the chestnuts, and you know we have to confess that we're we're not um, we're not doing the fresh chestnuts and and you know, ruining our um,
2: <laughs> fingernails,
4: <laughs> manicures. <laughs> <Nails>.
3: <laughs> it takes too long. But what we do is we use the um, the jarred chestnuts, and um, we make a, a stuffing, a really you know flavorful, delicious stuffing with that, mm-hmm. and. Um, and there's bread crumbs and there's um, onions, those, little pearl um, onions. Uh, the chestnuts we're cooking with all the time. As soon as it's fall time, we're cooking yeah. with them and cipollini onions and what have you. But the starch of the of the chestnut is just uh, delicious.
2: Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed. I haven't cooked too much with chestnuts so far, but I imagine that they lend a really they kind of mush in the stuffing, and they lend a real mm. creaminess.
4: Is that oh, what they're happens? soft, you know, they're yeah. very, uh, they're almost uh, like potato. They have a, um, they're not grainy because they're so, you cook them and um, they're just, uh, they're delicious. They lend this starchy uh, flavor to it. And mm-hmm. then we put little pearl onions in also. And so um, you get all these different textures, pretty delicious stuffing.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a great way to uh, complement the bread um, kind mm-hmm. of mushy, soggy. Hopefully not, though, <laughs> bread.
3: <laughs> so um, no, no. There's no more mushy, soggy stuff okay. in my life. And w-
2: what's this? Te- what's this key to that? Just making them really stale pieces, dried out to
4: oblivion, or oh, not too much uh, mm-hmm. stock, okay. too. You um, know, you can. Uh, there are the couple of schools of it. Um, some people like uh, big pieces of bread. Other people like. You know, uh, when I said my grandmother, she, she thought it was day classe to have big pieces of bread. She <laughs> liked, she liked the finest crumb. That to her was elegant. So, mm. um, and you know, there was the school. Like my grandmother would never say stuffing; she liked to say dressing because my I grandmother guess the, did too. Yeah. Well, the stuffing that was considered too coarse to call it. Stuffing, you know, yes, you call, I never liked it. even though that's what you do with it, but you <laughs> stuff the bird. But it was uh, a little more ladylike yes. say dressing.
3: Interesting.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Thanks for solving that one for me. I was like, Why <laughs> well, are you someone dressing?
4: Someone will call in with even more about that." <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my goodness, so we could go on and on forever here about uh, Thanksgiving, just to, just for starters. But. Um, I thank you so much for your for for sharing your wisdom here and tips, and uh, I can't wait to try some of them out. And uh, this this book is so wonderful. So um, definitely, everyone, check out Canal House Cooks Every Day. It's one of those cookbooks that you'll love to read and savor. And are you going to come out with another book cookbook um, with your next year's? Uh, Lunches <laughs> or things that you?: mm, may know throughout I don't the know, but
3: Canal House Cooks lunch. It mm-hmm. just uh, everybody subscribe to that, and then you'll see whether uh, okay what we you'll can, see what uh, we're
2: up to. Yeah, okay. so Canal.
3: we do have another a book of the series coming in the spring that will um, volume number eight, and that will be in, adding to the year in, in Italy. So there's oh, always something coming from us, always, mm-hmm. always, so that's the fun part.
4: I can't wait. Thank you Keep so much for sharing it. it. Then. Oh, thank you, Kathy, so much. And I hope that you and everybody has very happy Thanksgiving.
2: Thank you so much. All right. Do check out com, And thanks, Melissa and Christopher, for being on the show. Thanks, everyone at Heritage. We'll see you next week.
3: Okay. All right. Eat thank well. You. well okay. Be happy. <laughs>
2: Bye. Bye.